to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. All right, super excited today. I have a very special guest, the Vice President at Google Cloud running US and Canada. Uh, please welcome to Cloud and Clear, Jenna Kennedy. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks for coming back. You were at our kickoff in January. I was. I was. It was fun. It was uh, probably, I'm six months in at that time. I just finished my Google anniversary uh, yeah. one year here. So six months in, it was fun to meet your leadership team and all your sales uh, and service organizations. So thank you for it, having me there. It was so amazing for them to hear from you. And, and we got that special venue, as you recall. Yeah, the, the academy building. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, going to LA in the middle of winter is always a treat. So that was fun. We had a fun dinner too, by the way, the night before. So thank that you. That was awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. So welcome back in a lot of ways because I think this is a continuation of the conversation uh, from back then. And you know, six months have passed since then, which is a, a long period of time. And boy, have things changed a lot. A lot has gone on in the world in the last six months as well. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, uh, my life has changed for many reasons, just switching companies, switching jobs. Um, but who who would have thought uh, with the momentum we had in H1 that we would turn the corner in H2 and find a, a pandemic and what all of us have had to do or, or got to do, frankly, to serve our customers um, and our employees, which was the first impact of that time. And then obviously, we're now four months into it. We're seeing something very different, which is transformation is moving faster than we ever thought would happen. And so, yes, yeah. uh, uh, exciting is the wrong word to use about a pandemic, but it's definitely, you know, a once in a lifetime experience that we're all going through together. Yeah, no, we, we feel like we've been called upon to serve, you know, not exactly like a, a big war or anything at all. You can't really make those direct connections, but as far as, you know, our generation the last 20 years there there hasn't been i think anything uh at sada that we've seen that that has both been so challenging but also in very interesting ways brought people together and then because of our partnership with google cloud and what we bring to market together put us jointly in a position to to help yeah it's interesting you know i've been in business 30 plus years, all in tech. And uh, the, the other time that reminded me of this was 9-11, um, when we all kind of rallied together as a country when that happened. And everyone can tell you where they were when the planes hit the towers. Um, I was actually at a customer, uh, Belk. I, I was uh, working for IBM at the time. And I was at, uh, at Belk's headquarters, their data center when it happened. I remember watching that. And of course, the first thing we all did is, is leave and go get our kids, no matter where you were. You wanted oh, to yeah children, right? You know, the difference on this one, though, is it's, there are some similars in terms of what happened to the travel industry. Certain industries were hit a lot harder. Um, but the, I think the difference here, this is not only an American thing, it's a global. Um, and it's not, it's cross-industry, too. It's, mm -hmm. Some of the companies um, uh, that are getting hit maybe are different than what we thought in the beginning. It's very clear that travel and transportation has been hit very hard. But um, who would have thought at the same time oil and gas is at all times low. And so that industry is you know, reassessing. Um, and then there's some other industries who are doing digital transformation in real time. I mean, the, the work mm -hmm. that we're doing with almost all of supply chain, the online retailers, the retailers that had to go digital overnight, 
Um, so there's been a lot of heroics. There's also been some amazing things. I know you saw the you guys were a leadership with healthcare and the dashboards that you brought up. Um, you may want to share with our listeners because they probably, I'm sure they've all heard about the work that you yeah. did during that yeah, time. Yeah, the National Response Board. It was, it was amazing to see Sundar actually bring it up in, a, in the earnings wow. call, uh, the National Response Portal, which, you know, we thought would have a shorter life in terms of relevancy. But guess mm-hmm. what? Now with these spikes happening and, and things shutting back down, yeah. uh, it's actually becoming more and more relevant over time because... Uh, we want it to be the destination where people can go and find very specific uh, information, not only about cases, but what's happening like down to their county level in their hospitals, you know, near their near where they live. And I think that's uh, that's still very, very relevant. But I think that leads us to the broader point, which is especially in the last two, three weeks, Janet, I don't know about you, but I'm realizing that we can't even put a date. It's like we try to put a date in our head at our company, like, hey, on this day, we can start going back. And, you know, we're guessing September, like nobody knows. And we as a ecosystem might as well just assume that this is the new normal. And like, we have to execute now. Whatever plans our customers have in terms of digital transformation or massive cost savings initiatives, like we can help in all sorts of areas. Yeah. And we want to encourage them to all think in those terms. Like this is not a two, three month thing. 18 months at a minimum is what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and again, you know, we, I think we were together. We talked quite a bit. Uh, and I think during the cycle, literally the beginning was clearly about, you know, getting our employees home. I, I remember for myself personally, um, I had flown because I'm, I normally work out of the Chicago office, but in this role, I fly three or four nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had flown to our condo in Naples, Florida for what was going to just be a golf weekend. And I and I never left. So I was there for almost four months because the day after I flew, all the companies shut down their offices and there was nothing mm-hmm. for them to come back to in Chicago. Right. Um, and so that was a shock. I, mean, I didn't have any clothes. I was literally packed for a three day weekend. And then I right. stayed there for four months. Um, but, it, you know, in the beginning, it was it was all about, you know, how do we get people work from home? Now, the good thing is it's what we kind of do for a living. Um, exactly. But my personal challenges, and you, you know the story, you know, we're growing so quickly under our CEO, Thomas Curian. Um, when he's been here, I think, about 20 months, uh, he hired Rob Inslin and Kirsten, who clubhouse about 13 months ago, I'm 12 months in. And from there, literally, we've hired almost 2,000 people, sales, service, and support in, in North America alone. Wow. A thousand, them, a thousand of them were hired since we went into shutdown. So think about your your life. You're a Noogler, which is what we lovely call our Googlers that are being our new hires. You, you, uh, you've never been in an office. You're interviewed over Google Meets. Uh, luckily, we have this great communications so we can speak <laughs> together and talk to each other. Um, you have to get your first equipment at your home. You, you do all your training on board and you try to cre- create a community and meet your customers all while you're at home. I mean, it's, it's a challenge, a sales challenge. I've, I've never been through it in my, in my life. The interesting thing is also you have to rethink everything. Like what does community mean? What is, you know, it, I don't know about you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. In the beginning, I went to a ton of uh, happy hours, virtual happy hours and things. Mm-hmm. Four months in, not, not quite interested. <laughs> Because <laughs> we all spend all day long on video now. I mean, I'm not quite yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but we 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 think we had to think community, safety, health, onboarding, um, and so that was all of our focus. And, and you guys were so helpful with us and a lot of our clients that we were working together. But I think the second point, it's very clear. This thing is not 
over. I've heard I've heard people say that we've just seen three years of digital transformation in four months. True. Uh, a lot of people did things because they had to. I mean, some of our largest customers are online retail or the CPG customers, and they had to turn on mobile checkout, you know, using dialogue for, for mobile chat. You know, is the store mm-hmm. open? Does it have toilet paper? All those things that we just turned on, like in weeks, that maybe they would have had it as a project before. Uh, but now uh, that we're, this is real and it's happening and we don't see anything really changing for, for many, many months, I think people are saying, we've just proven that the whole world can work in a cloud-based world. You know, yeah. I heard some crazy numbers of the, the percent of people that are running on Google Fiber globally. It's just crazy. 300 million people are using Google Classroom for online education. You and I are doing business like this and it's staying up, it's working. And so if yeah. that's the case, why don't we just put everything else? And that's that's what we're getting into now in your, your business. I mean, I think you've gone from being our most largest and successful G Suite partner to now driving some of the biggest uh, GCP deals. Like who yeah. would have thought that you, you would be who would, have thought. who would have thought? Yeah, no, you know, it's, uh, it's an amazing time to be doing what we're doing. In a lot of ways, and I was talking to some other, you know, customers of ours who they're also our, our partners. We use our platforms. Uh, they run on GCP. Um, and you know their their theory is like clouds actually saved the world, like saved the economy of what you know the remaining part of the economy. Of course, some of it which still depends on you know uh, in person physical sort of interaction and transaction and service and commerce. Of course, that's been very very uh, significantly hit. But what remains? This is only possible because of cloud. Whether you think about systems and uptime and pressure on call centers other service um, you know, interaction points or collaboration, meetings, working together, communication. Imagine like if this happened 10 years ago. No, I can't would... imagine. I mean, I remember you, you and I both remember the old dial-up, that noise we used to hear <laughs> uh, to tell, dial in to get your email down and you'd, you'd dial in and go get a cup of coffee and come back. I mean, this, I, I think that's, the, that's a shining light, I guess, out of this whole situation is that it did happen in a time that the world you know, could respond. Because, boy, I can't imagine what we would be doing uh, in that situation. You know, just one other thing, because I know you want to talk about transformation all, but just one other thing, I just want to say that I'm jointly just really proud of um, Google and our partner ecosystem, is the response wasn't just about helping people get back to work or helping people, um, you know, be safe, telemedicine, and the kind of dashboards that you did for us. But I also feel like, you know, through giving the access of the Google um uh, content landing pages such as you know Google Search yeah. and YouTube, you know, we, and and to make sure we gave it over to the to the official uh, leaders, scientific leaders, so if people can get accurate data and try to stop yes. the, the fraud. I think that was meaningful. And then there's been just some really moving things, such as uh, I don't know if you saw on YouTube Andrew Pichelli, and he did the thing mm-hmm. um, on Easter Day in the Domo, at, yes, at the Domo, yeah, all by himself. Yeah. I went to the Domo two years ago for vacation, and there was me and a thousand people. Yeah. And to see him standing there all by himself singing on Easter, I think there's been some really moments of inspiration. Too. I'm getting chills thinking about it because I remember I that. You know, I was watching you with the kids, and it was like, what a moment. 
Yeah, stream sure. streamed on YouTube, of course. Yeah, it was at, well, it was done with, in, in conjunction with YouTube. So there, yeah. that's why you know Susan is amazing, and she's done some really important things to bring community together uh, when a lot of people are scared and lost and do want to have community, whether sitting at home by themselves. In some cases, I think the partnership with Google is so uh, rewarding for all sorts of reasons. But part of it is like just that social outward awareness. And the realization, and not every company is like this, you know, I'm not going to name them, but you have this platform of reach, of information, uh, dissemination, of communication, or, or meet, hey, let's make it free for 2 billion people, classroom, let's get, you know, a million students lit up in New York overnight, like, the, the, like the calling, when, when Google feels the calling, it steps up like the $800 million towards small businesses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's right in front of us in the partner community. And we're like, wow, that's the, that's the example we're following. And yeah, like, it forces everyone to step up. Right. And, and it's so, it's so great to see that because not every company has that uh, cultural core, you know, that by the way, this is the biggest time and test of company culture and leadership also that we've ever seen. So how companies respond, how leaders respond, whether it's you you responsible for 2000 folks or me for, you know, 250, like this, our, our, our people are going to remember us as leaders, how we've shown up, the decision we made, how we've communicated, transparency, action, those kind of things, uh, helping versus, you know, the alternatives. And I think the, our customers and the market will remember this moment for companies and leaders for 10 years. Yeah, I think I think this is a time that leadership matters more than anything. And you can see every day in the news, you can see good examples of leadership and not so good examples. And, you know, from, from our company's perspective, I, I just felt very blessed that I think having Sundar with the leadership of Alphabet and uh, Thomas Curian, Man, what a difference our cloud! Uh, not, not, we always said that we always had the technical chops, particularly, you know, cloud native companies have flown yeah. Google for years. You can name them up and down the West Coast who started with Google Cloud. Um, but what we were not known for was enterprise level support. Uh, for sure, everyone everyone talks about Google. They always say uh, the nine products they have that have over a billion users, all the data yeah. and insight we get. Always yeah. say that. They always talk about data and big data, particularly with the more and more uh, enhancements and announcements and BigQuery, AI, ML, or DeepMind organization, and Alphabet. Everyone talks about it, but they weren't quite sure if we were enterprise. And you right. know, Tom was fin almost finishing his second year. And you know what? Again, right time, right leader. I think Sundar is the right time, right leader right now in in the voice of Alphabet globally. And boy, is Thomas uh, shaking up the. The, the cloud uh, in terms of what Google Cloud is doing, you know, globally. And you, you can see it. That's why I know you, we're going to talk a little bit about Next on Air is now in week two. But you can just see it in the, the names and the brands of the customers that are standing on oh. stage next to him talking about what we're doing together. Uh, absolutely. But let, let's talk about that transition because we've been partners with Google for 14 years. We've seen all sorts of, you know, leadership. Uh, at the field level, level at the you know president level, at the, at the channel organization level, and 
programs and all sorts of strategies, right? Over 14 years, it's evolved a lot. You have stories to tell. You have we have stories, <laughs> but we've also been long enough to appreciate the massive difference in the last two years. And so Thomas Kareem comes on board. By the way, we were down the path of selling our Microsoft business unit. Even you know, in the dying green era, we were so impressed with the changes that even that sort of four or five year period uh, had for the market. But then, so we're do, we're almost done with this transition. You know, three four months left to close the deal. Thomas Kareem's announced. Robinson comes in. J Kirsten comes in. You come in. Um, let's talk about that because when I met Thomas uh, two Januarys ago, and I actually leaked to him that we were selling the Microsoft business unit, it was very risky because like the deal's not done. How am I going to talk about it? Like anything can happen. But I'm so confident. That we're going to get a deal and so I actually kind of signaled to him and he was like kind of like i think shocked to some extent uh but he remembered that because he emailed me later about it but <laughs> and he was he was like look the enterprise software go-to-market playbook is not new and he comes from oracle like probably where the book was written right yeah. and he's like we know what to do <laughs> we're going to do these things and bring these leaders and hire a bunch of people and you know, smother our customers with love and attention and execution ability and legal and commercial and support and all the things he's done, right? John Jester came in. And, yeah. Sure. Um, and so, but it, it wasn't probably conceivable for you three years ago if Google came and said, hey, Janet, we want you to come to cloud. You would have probably been like, no. So what was that tipping point for you to be like, Yes, I wanted, I've done this at IBM, I've done this at Microsoft, great times there, um, ran Canada, now I want to take this on. Yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. Now, I mean, I've had an amazing career getting, I get to work for three of the most iconic tech companies. When, uh, you know, I, I was a mock hire, um, uh, a new college hire at IBM when I was 21 years old. Wow. I, I switched right to Microsoft right when the client server piece happened. Like there literally was no enterprise. Uh, people used to say when I came in 2002, Windows NT was Windows not there. And that's about what there was when I joined there, and I got to have an amazing ride, an amazing ride in terms of building an incredible. It was, it was IBM who coined Windows not there. Yeah, well, because remember they had OS two. I mean, giving yeah. lesson for people that are not. My age, or, but you know, if you remember the history lesson, IBM and Microsoft jointly created OS2, and it was something yes. a lot of when I was at IBM. But all of a sudden, uh, Windows 95 and Mick Jagger, if you remember, start me up. Oh, it was an exciting moment in the history of technology. And all of a sudden, people were, were talking about this Windows thing, and um, and you know, you you see what's happening, you want to be part of it, right? So I switched right then and had an amazing ride basically growing what was a consumer company into a massive enterprise company. Um, and that the, you know, the best thing I ever did there was I got to be president of Microsoft Canada for four years. So full end, end fully owned subsidiary, Internet, PL, PL, SMB, consumer, Xbox, Surface, enterprise, public sector. Wow. Fun, fun the job. whole thing. Yeah, fun job. Uh, but after four years, I finished that job and it was a contract. I, I, I stayed there four years in one day. And then when I came back, I, I knew that I was wanting to do something different. I mean, I wasn't really ready to just be a headquarters person. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I basically for Google, I wasn't thinking about Google. Um, I was a reference for Kirsten Clubhouse, who is our president for North America. And halfway through being her reference, they're like, what about you? And I'm like, <laughs> I just literally never thought about it. 
but we'll also meet Thomas. So my interview was Thomas Curian. Um, it was uh, uh, Kevin Ishpirani, who runs our uh, program yeah. system. I know John Fester, obviously, from Microsoft. Uh, Kristen and I worked together years ago, by the way. We worked together for almost seven years running the U.S. subsidiary of um, uh, the enterprise part of Microsoft. Uh, but we, we went to different ways. I went to Canada. She went to Red Hat. She did some mm-hmm. startups and all. And we all just kind of came back together at what I think is a magical time. Um, yeah. And what I what I like to do is I'd like to be in the edge of the next trend. So I got to see, you know, the mainframe to PC, PC to client server, client server to cloud, which was really driven by the iPhone, right? And mm-hmm. Apple. And then now, I mean, this is digital. We are full blown going into digital. And if you if you want to be in the the leading trend, and you know, who knows digital better than the company that that is entire was built? Digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what people are starting to realize, and we said this for a long time, because we actually understood Google's enterprise strategy is like, look, we built this stuff for ourselves, Borg and all this other stuff, like containers, big data. Like, are you kidding me? You can't build Chrome or the Play Store or Search or YouTube without these things. So now, like let's say for the last five years, we're like, we're just gonna, you know, create some SKUs, make it enterprise class, price it out and deliver it so everyone else can build, like someone else can build a YouTube at that scale or whatever. And they're in a very unique position to do that. Yeah, Amazon had this retail infrastructure stuff, Mm -hmm. of course. Microsoft didn't have cloud stuff really so like they had to invent it right create it from scratch almost uh but google's been doing this for 20 years they've they've had to have this technology that's why they're the ones writing the open standard papers around kubernetes and tensorflow and things like that right like it's very natural for them to extend and of course the network you can't you can't serve google.com to billions of people without the network globally right the fiber and everything else so no, Very unique sure. position. Yeah, and when you think about it, like I, I can't tell you a person I admire as much as what Satya Nadella did for Microsoft, taking what was a uh, company and turning it entirely to cloud. And if you think about it, a great platform company. And just basically having to re-engineer every piece of the company. It's been very, uh, it was an honor to work work, uh, for that organization. I'm also a big admirer of his. We had that Microsoft business. I met him a couple of times because we were, we did well there too at the time, right? We were were pretty well known in that ecosystem. I met him a couple of times. I can't say enough good things. I, I totally agree with that. Yes. Yeah, I think that the funny thing is several times in my career, I had in my title, digital transformation leader. Uh, and so when I showed up at, at Google, um, I thought I was. And what the fun part for me at Google is I'm getting an MBA or a PhD or whatever the highest level of uh, digital leadership here. And so there's nothing more fun than to walk in. And we typically do. We walk in. We love our CIOs and our IT pros. We work with them all day long. But, you know, often the interesting conversations are with the CMO, the CDO, the CIO, mm-hmm. and the mission officer, not the CIO, or the CEO. And we're talking about, you know, what is, what is, what does digital transformation going to change your business? And in this world, like next month. Right? Yes. And things like, like I said, helping customers, some of our very largest customers, you know, they are running overnight um, mobile businesses we're helping with inventory uh, our ai models are helping with demand upsell cross-sell recommendation and all of that yeah. signals that we see in the nine products that we have within google and alphabet 
And so I, like I said, it's been so interesting. I spent a lot of time, um, I just spent, I've actually spent a lot of time with studying and learning uh, what the digital side of Google can do to add into the insights our cloud customers really want to, want to learn about. Yeah, look, uh, you could argue that a lot of these customers should have done this sooner, could have done it sooner. The technology has been there. Uh, the tailwinds that this is creating is 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 tremendous, mm -hmm. but the reality is some of them have not been the their chances now, and they they have to do it. It actually uh, this kind of environment poses an existential threat for so much of our economy uh, and our traditional industrial companies, right? And like for the last five ten years, there's been the traditional enterprise, then there's been the other group that we jointly serve, which is the digital natives and the startups. For every one of them, there's a hundred startups trying to disrupt what they do. And many of them have done it successfully. And so now finally the realization is like, oh my God, we're this hundred year old company. We have massive revenues, tons of employees, infrastructure distribution. Like what if we just deployed some of those ideas into this other elements of a competitive you know, advantage that we have? What could that mean for a target? a dish, I mean, you name it. There's just so many uh, traditional enterprises that could benefit. And I think they're they're now being pushed to where they might have met resistance in the past, whether it was board resistance or other leaders have been there for you know 20 years and didn't want to you know disrupt and move the cheese or whatever. Now the resistance is gone and we're seeing um, an immense acceleration. And whether it's, again, huge cost savings or, or complete digital transformation of, of their how customers interact with them. Both pathways lead through cloud. And I think that's why we're seeing the uptick in demand uh, that we've seen in Q2 and going into Q3. Yeah, I mean, we had, I mean, obviously it's public, our earnings, we're in a quiet period now, as you know, uh, but last last half of last year, our, our fiscal, you know, we had an incredible Q4. And uh, so going into this year, I was very bullish. And of course we're hiring and training and uh, bringing a lot of professionals, frankly, from the industry. and. Um, and so when COVID hit, again, like I said, we, you know, in the beginning, it was all about people and, um, and our, our, our employees, our customers. Uh, I was very worried because I could see the momentum that we were having uh, and that we were doing true digital transformation, meaning we were helping people uh, bringing together all the parts of Google to change their businesses. Mm -hmm. um, but I, was, I, I actually was very worried, I think probably March, early April, because I felt like it would be so easy when you were going to be stuck at home and you couldn't go on site and like whiteboard engineering. Um, yeah. I thought sort of putting up a proof of concept really quickly for some new idea. I thought that it was going to set us back. I was very concerned. Um, Me too. I'm very concerned. But it's interesting because now, to your point, everyone has realized this thing is real. We've proven it's going to, we've proven that everyone's in the cloud every day, every hour. And um, now what we're seeing is massive um, uh, deals, competitive, like they're all looking at all three of the big players, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that are just flat out, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm gonna take out my data centers and put it all in the cloud. And no, oh, by the way, I, I don't wanna lift and shift. I wanna yeah. modernize. modernize and shut down, right? Yeah. And so what's been fascinating for me is that, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. I don't know about you, I feel like I've never worked more in my life sitting in front of my <laughs> right. My uh, Chromebook. I have, I'm on a Chromebook right now. My GVC, my big units in Florida. Janet, can you believe we used to do we we used to do all of this and still travel every week? Well, you know what? How do we do that? This is the, this is the bad side of it, I'm, and I mean this in the right way. 
I actually think we're all getting a, a lot more done, but it's not as much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'd far rather come and see you, have a drink, get to know you. I know. Go to a nice dinner, you know, and really connect. We, we got a chance to do that before, <laughs> before this happened, but it's not as much fun. But I mean, we have it, the productivity, um, the amount of calls that like our um, our CEO again is amazing. Rob Enslin, he runs, he's the president for Worldwide and he was you know one of the top people at SAP he knows everyone. He any of them are willing to get on a call anytime to yeah. talk about how we can help our customers. And it's made such a difference. I mean we uh, it's made a huge difference. But now the challenge is execution because there's there is so much happening. It's how do you get the right teams at the right places to Yeah. I mean we're hiring at a we had a pause in hiring like most companies did. Um, it didn't last that long because we still brought in a bunch of data engineers because we needed them for projects. But now it's like wide open. I have, you know, we have 245 people, but 16 people, new people are coming on board in the next 20 days. Um, you know, that's my favorite conversation with you. You know that. Yeah, yeah. And 70% of them are engineers. And um, I have 16 people just in Canada alone already. And oh, wow. that's going to ramp crazy. And so, yeah, we have to bring on a, a, probably another 50 people in the next, you know, uh, quarter or two at least. And it's just what the market demands. And the good thing is, uh, well, SANA is a great place to work in all sorts of ways, but we have some exceptional engineering talent like our CTO, Miles Ward, who just other engineers want to work in that orbit, which is fantastic. But also people want to work here because of the Google ecosystem. Yeah. Right. Like those certifications are some of the highest paying and they're wonderful. And there's so much meaningful work that people get to do. So that is a great place to, to come and, you know, get into the oh, ecosystem. Yeah. And a great leader, too. So don't, yeah. don't oh, understand yourself. I mean, I think that just like we said before, leadership matters yeah. right now more than ever. Yeah. And I think we're very fortunate to have you, uh, even though they probably all get jealous of your home office that we <laughs> <laughs> if I told you podcasters, you know, most of us are sitting in our kitchen, which is exactly where I am. And you're yeah. in you're in your home theater, kind of laid back, watching all of us. It's the only it's the only room I still control in the house. You know, <laughs> every other room is, is chaos. But um I, I wanna I wanna double click on a couple of things. You talked about the IBM to Microsoft transition, and I don't want to lose that point because again, I'm a I'm a student of history in general, but also history and technology. And what, what Microsoft experienced with Novell and IBM, it's the classic story, the classic lesson in enterprise, which is the best technology does not always win. And in the last five years, I can distinctly say that that's what the struggle has been, which is like Google has had the best technology for a long time. But in enterprise, it's not the consumer world where that just automatically means you win. In enterprise, you need all the other elements that you talked about, all the other leaders, all the other coverage, all the other execution ability that helps a large organization choose one technology over the other. They have historically over the last uh, 40 years, many, many times the best tech has lost. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's interesting that when I first came here, because a lot of people have had said, what's the difference? Because I've worked for these iconic companies. And I, my first uh, few weeks here, I was shocked at how technical people are. I mean, this is an engineering-led culture. It's uh, cloud-native for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that, um, that the world is using, we, we use for Google first. And, you know, everyone always says, when have you ever seen, you've done a Google search and seen it down? I don't think I've ever <laughs> yeah. that happened. 
And so it could yeah. be that to the world because the rest of us are not used to a world like that. We've seen a lot of things go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the network is pretty amazing. Again, things that I underestimated until I got here is uh, the, the pure cloud native, you know, and the fact that we built something like Kubernetes and then we get to open source. So the world's using Kubernetes, but Google wrote Kubernetes, right? Yeah. The world's using Istio. Google wrote yeah. Istio. The world's using our, our private dark fiber network. And, you know, if we had, if we were doing a presentation, I'd show you the pictures of the the cables under the sea and the shark trying to bite the cables in there. You know, <laughs> it's, it's amazing what, what is happening in terms of our network. And I've seen yeah. it when you get, I mean, you have a tech, Technology engineers, to engineers speaking, uh, they they get jazzed up about what they can actually do with yeah. this technology. Yeah. But it's a different conversation with a lot of business. They you know they don't really care about the geek speak as much. They just want to know that their cart that they can get uh, an item in their mobile cart. You know less than you know so it, it, they want to time how fast it's going to be to put it in cart and then to check it out. Well, we, we need we want to get to a point also from a risk. A perceived risk standpoint. What what did what, what did IBM makes famous, right? Like nobody gets fired for buying IBM. Mm-hmm. And you know, we didn't have the platform with which to say this about Google Cloud up until I think very recently. Now we can go with confidence and say, you will not get fired. Nobody gets fired for buying Google Cloud, just like yeah. IBM had 20, 20, 25 years ago. That's what we're gonna get to. And I think this level of enterprise um uh, Engagement, execution, leadership, commercial ability, support, professional services, the whole thing comes together with a healthy partner ecosystem to reduce that perception of risk. And I think if we get that part right, we continue to get it right, more and more customers will choose the better technology. And I think that's the Google strategy with Anthos and other things saying, look, Anthos is us being confident and pretty sure that, hey, we have the best cloud, but it's going to be a hybrid environment for a long time or a multi-cloud yeah. environment for a long time. Move at your leisure. Yeah. It's well, a very no, confident I think, posture. I think we're very different in that way. And it's been refreshing to me because, again, I've been in this for so long. You you, you can go in and say, you know, who's, who's your cloud provider? Very few people have one cloud provider. And so let's just be honest about it. Our customers yeah. want multi-cloud. And the work that we've done, you know, Anthos has um, been – as open as it can be, you know, on-premise in our cloud, run AWS, run Azure. We just announced with BigQuery, which I, I think the BigQuery product is amazing. Amazing. Well, the best in the world. Streaming, the response time, and then all the AI ML models that we have uh, by industry solutions that are available immediately. Um, but now you can run it on uh, Azure. We've, uh, we just announced the, uh, the preview for, I'm sorry, AWS is... Uh, in production and preview for Azure is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we and I, I love that. I mean, we're we I love that open source and we're a leader in multi cloud. And I think we're walking the talk. And you're not gonna, nobody would get. You're not going to do that. Uh, no, no, the other players are not going to do that. Both technologically, it's extremely challenging to do, but also strategically, it doesn't make sense for them. They're kind of in that lock in. We want everything. We're the market leader mindset. And Google's like. Yeah, we're third right now. It doesn't really matter. The market's so massive. It doesn't matter if we're third. But we have this ambition to be the open source champion. Like what's best for the customer will dictate our strategy. And I think that's absolutely going to work over the long term. And I think um, we're on week two of, 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 of next on air, completely new format. Um, what do you think? 
you're you're watching it and being part of it in the partner ecosystem. What do you think so far? We're watching it. We're doing our commentary, you know, afterwards and publishing the commentary on Thursdays for every Tuesday sort of opening day. I think it's the content's amazing. I can't believe the whole marketing organization did the pivot that they did. Mm -hmm. uh, but what really resonated again, just from the opening moment with Sundar and even the um, uh, with Ruth and and TK and the leader circle version of the of the sort of keynote is just the just again the heightened awareness of Google's position to be responsible and helpful at this time. Mm -hmm. Yes, by the way, that includes you buying some of our technology over time, of course. But hey, it's like a very different posture than any other type of event and it's just it's right on the tone is right and and i love that about how google's showing up that's good yes yeah, so i watched week one um and then today i'm actually we're, we're doing uh leader circle roundtable so i'm doing an oil and gas one today so that's awesome. fun yeah so so i think they're doing a lot of the mix of the big keynotes and then the smaller and we'll see. I mean, if we had a choice, would I rather be with people? Yes, absolutely. We had 40,000 or something last year. We had um, well more than that register. So it will be interesting to see, um, you know, the what will be interesting to see the feedback from the people that are, are registered for the events. Um, I also love the way I do like the, the weekly keynote. Like yesterday, Javier did the big announcement around. Mm -hmm. I know you're very involved on that. And then Super excited about that. Yeah, I think I'm, a big, I'm a big Javier fan from the Microsoft days, as you know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. did you watch his keynote yesterday? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about the new. I mean, and I think I think the world's getting it in the next couple of weeks. Is what you know the integration of media yes. and team and voice. Uh, I've obviously had it for quite a while, um, and it's great. I mean, it's a different experience how fast we're delivering new capabilities to the market. Yeah, no, the product roadmap is on fire. And I think that, again, the timing of this release is like, we need better tools. We also don't need more tools. Like, we're exhausted with the number of silos that we have to go to and Slack for this and Zoom for that and some other things for this, like Box and Dropbox. Like, I can't handle it. Like, I'm busy enough. Like, put everything in one place for me. Remove the noise, allow me time to focus. Like the platform knows when I have a meeting, it's gonna leave me alone, right? Like, um, and the cost. Janet, some of the customers over time, and we talked to some of these big enterprises, sometimes because of MA, other times because of you know, just sprawl. Oh my god, they're 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 five X paying for what they actually need to spend. Like you're paying as much for like one point solution that's part of G Suite as all of what G Suite costs, like that is crazy. And so we hope that we get to, you know, drive that point home and with the G Suite essential strategy and the departmental or don't, you know, stay yeah. on Microsoft, don't do not do all this data migration today. I think it's also really smart to, to, to get it in the hands of a lot more users faster. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's it's actually kind of things we, makes me think back to my uh, IBM, which was all enterprise to early Microsoft days, because I went from massive enterprise mainframe, you know, the big guys, to this consumer company who became in the 16 years I was there, this massive enterprise customer, right? But and in, in G Suite, it's interesting because we have two billion people that use it, active users every day, right? So this mm -hmm. is 
is a product that everybody knows how to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the challenge you get, you always get um, everyone's using it, particularly the millennials. They all are collaborated all through college on. And then they get here and they, they feel like they're, they're locked in and secured in this new world of collaboration. And so one thing I like that Javier is doing is a lot of options of how to get started. Like you can just use yes. the G Suite Essentials, just use Meet that we're using right now. Um, and and a lot of people are using for for all hands calls and you know this is something that's very important and we gave it to the world for free through the COVID uh, pandemic. But um, you know they can use Meet, uh, Drive, Slides, uh, uh, Sheets, etc., and just start using it to collaborate. And I think that's over right. time people are going to see well, why am I paying for Slack? And they're paying for three or four or five different things. Um, help people. We've got to help people understand the transition of that. You shouldn't need to spend, you know, a hundred dollars a month per user for a bunch of what I'm calling luxury SaaS. Mm-hmm. This is luxury SaaS. It's like I really need some other layer on top of like I already need my email platform. Then I need like three other layers on top to work. It's ridiculous. The market's going to wake up to it, and the product, you know, left some gaps in the years past. I think Javier is quickly filling those gaps. And yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for H2, what's going to happen with G Suite. Um, and I know that, you know, I've taken you away from all your customer conversations. I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to ask for some, you know, parting words. Sure. Oh, parting words. Well, that's a, that's a big question. There's so many things going on in our life. Uh, parting words. But well, first of all, thank you. I mean, you guys are an amazing partner and you know this. Um, uh, my team knows I often call you for a forecast before I call them because <laughs> we're so close to the customer. So I want to thank Sada and the relationship that we have together and, and ask you to hire all those cities that I want you to hire in as quick yes. as possible. Yes. I, I think parting words, if I was uh, someone listening out there, um, you know, I look back on my career and I've gotten to live through some of the most incredible uh, technology transitions. And to be part of that, I've got to be through three of them. And I think we're going through another one now in a, in a different way. I don't think we expected it being through a pandemic, uh, but uh, if, you, if you, you should be part of it. I mean, this is not about selling technology or selling platforms or infrastructure. Yeah. Like we're literally reimagining a digital world for the most traditional companies in, in, in globally, right? And so it's fun. I mean, to me, this is intellectually interesting and uh, an opportunity to really help customers transform their business. And in some cases, you know, the, those that that survive are going to thrive. Yes. And you want to be there with them when they do that. Hey, after almost 20 years, which Sada will be 20 years old on August 16th, we've never been more excited and more duty-bound and um, really fulfilled by the work that we're doing with Google and our, and our customers. So I really appreciate uh, your alliance, your friendship, your partnership. Um, I think being connected at the executive level for your partner ecosystem also just such a such a um, a trusting and fast way to execute, you know, and deliver the best customer experience yeah. together. So I really appreciate the connection that we have. And uh, hey, on to Q3, Q4, we got to do a lot of work for our customers and we wow. both have to do a lot of hiring. <laughs> um, but it's I'm really looking fun, forward though. to it. It's going to be fun. And we will, and this too, fun, yes. we will get to see each other in person as soon yes. as that thing gets out there. So I look forward to seeing you and having a, a drink together in the near future. I, I am totally on board with that. Thanks so much for doing Cloud and Clear. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. 
check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.